Places and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. A Mountie Bay went up on the outside of Geoffroy. Bernie's Tiger is still there. Bernie's Tiger, Geoffroy. A Mountie Bay's dropping off, but look at Bernie go. Bernie's Tiger raced away five six in front. Echenecker is getting another go on in second spot. Then Geoffroy, but it goes to the Manzaman Stable. Does the Country Challenge Cup, the Mirambar Cup, Bernie's Tiger. Echenecker's second. Geoffroy was third. Yes, Bernie Tiger taking out the Moranbar Cup last Saturday and in doing so qualifies for the Country Cups uh, Challenge Qualifier Series as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news and lots of news to round up today. We missed you last Tuesday because everyone was focused on some place called Flemington and some big two-mile race that apparently stops the nation. Lots of race meetings on around the countryside going all the way back to Saturday a week ago and Cup Day last week and Saturday just gone. So we've got a stack of news to get through and also wrap up all of what's been going on with the Country Cups Challenge Qualifiers and the Country Stampede Qualifiers. To help us do that wrapping up, as always, Rob Luck is with us on Bushby. G'day, Rob. Good morning, Tony, and excuse me if I get my Saturdays, Tuesday mixed up because there's been so many great race meetings over the period and uh, it's like a race getting into the barriers and getting started and uh, getting through them today, isn't it, Tony? But uh, look, it's, it's been wonderful racing and, and now we count down in a similar way to the Country Cups Challenge Final and Country Stampede. We heard Bernie's Tiger winning at Murrumbah by 11 lengths. Um, and it had already qualified. Tony, this is starting to get interesting, and a big thank you to Cole Truscott from Racing Queensland. Sent us the uh, current qualifier place getters list in regard to the Country Stampede and the Country Cup. Now, if I use Bernie's Tiger as an example, very impressive winner. It's an ex-Richie Stevenson horse now with John Mansman, this horse, and, and John's done extremely well with him. He had a little issue with him, but he's bounced back after a couple of uh, runs leading into that one on the weekend. But he had already qualified, Tony, in the Ewan Cup, back in the very first heat and interestingly the second and third place getters in that race uh, aren't qualified with the number of country starts but Bernie's Tiger as a dual heat winner you then start looking at Ancient Echoes that ran second at Mirambar as a, as the probable qualifier and it has met the conditions of the uh, number of country starts which is five I do believe Tony mm. uh, going into the final. Yeah, it's going to get interesting in these uh, last couple of weeks as we roll towards well, basically, uh, this coming weekend and the following weekend will be the last legs of both the Country Stampede and Country Cups Challenge as uh, we make our way to uh, places like Ingham, St George, Roma, uh, Claremont and Mount Perry over the, uh, the coming two weeks. There'll be last rolls of the dice for a few horses to get in and last rolls of the dice for a few horses to get up their qualifications to make sure they've got their five non-tab starts. And it, it really gets intriguing when you, you know, you start looking at the stampede because as Cole's list ha here, uh, Wall Street Tycoon, the winner of the, uh, the stampede heat at Cloncurry is still not eligible to be part of the final with the, uh, number of country starts, the five country starts needed. But the difference with Battle of the Bush, you had to have had the five country starts before a heat. With this system, with the country cuts and the country stampede, you can actually win a heat 
e.g. piracy at Tara and then build your five country starts and piracy is now uh, included with the uh, the number of minimum starts but it really gets intriguing when you look at uh, a race that came out of uh, the Burdekin Home Hill El Shaday not eligible and my understanding from social media uh, that El Shaday wasn't going which Lily the second place getter is also ineligible with the number of country starts hit snooze the third place getter is eligible. You could have the situation in some of these ones, and again in the far north with the cup area, Best Hoffer is ineligible, the uh, Innisfail Cup winner. I'm saying ineligible at the moment. They may be looking to get their five starts. Macaro also. So Salesman, the third place getter, could easily end up in the final. And Witterick out of the Cooktown Cup with his Wow Class and Star Innes, both ineligible currently, uh, could end up in there. So it really, I'm glad Cole's on top of this, Tony, uh, because it really does get complex uh, when you have runners that haven't got the eligibility. Um, but that's how it stands at the moment. And uh, as I said, Piracy is a great example. Won a heat early, now has accumulated the number of country starts. And that is quite possible with some of the others. So don't don't take my word as gospel that these horses aren't going there. That's just as it stands. But boy, what a win by Bernie's Tiger. You had to be impressed uh, with the way it raced away. And I know it's coming off a dirt track performance, but this horse can certainly handle the grass as well, Tony. Looking back at uh, last Saturday's race, we've got something like 22 meetings to quickly synopsize over the coming half hour or so on Bushbeat. So we're going to start by looking back to last Saturday. He's Wow Class taking out the Cooktown Cup and Piracy winning another country stampede, stampede heat at Chinchilla. Patented in front, Piracy getting up on the inside, Voulet trying to reach them, Patented, Piracy, Voulet, my best effort is flying down the outside, Patented, Piracy, Piracy finishing too well and my God, he's a winner, P- as they come down the hill toward the home corner, uh, Witterick and also round the outside, Starlin is coming. Then came Gallic, who's trying to find, and then Roxburgh. It might be still he's well class in front. He's well class in front, halfway down the straight in the cup. Starlin is coming, but he's well class. He's well class wins it from Witterick and uh, Starlin is. And then a couple of links away to Gallic and the last... And Rob, our replay is courtesy of the On The Bit Racing Australia service that comes through each Saturday with these non-tab meetings. And they've had a busy week covering all of these race programs all around the countryside. And uh, replay's available as well through the non-tab section on the Racing Queensland website. And we heard Piracy winning that stampede qualify the second one at Chinchilla. But a very impressive win there too. He's wow class for Scott Sheargold and Janelle Ryan in the Cooktown Cup. Yeah, just concentrating firstly on these stampedes and country uh, cups there and... Uh, the piracy story is a, a, a great story because he also went to Dolby. He's the winner of the Tara Heat way back, and uh, he had to accumulate his five country starts. So purposefully, they went to Dolby on the uh, the first Saturday, Derby Day, and uh, what a great story. Kate Patch, who had given up riding because of the uh, the, the weight factor, uh, this horse got 74-and-a-half kilos for the 800 metres, trained by Tony and Maddie Sears, this exceed and excel seven-year-old now. Went out there, and uh, it was a case of Paul Hamlin, who was unavailable, uh, suggesting to Tony and Maddie, he rang Kate Patch and said, have you still got your licence? Because they need a jockey who can ride at the 71 kilo mark with her claim. And that enabled piracy to get into the field uh, with that weight relief. I mean, it wasn't much relief, 71 and a half, and it got up by three-quarters length over, I promise you, and uh, Tokenagi Man on the Saturday. And then, of course, Paul Hamlin's reunited with it at the, uh, the Chinchilla, and we heard a great call, of course, from uh, Brett Moody. 
Judy, and as he said, my God, this horse can win. It sticks its neck out and wants to win. And uh, Paul Hamlin now in an enviable kite position because he's also, uh, and he won last year on the Stampede with Hard Stride, he's also got the possible ride with Arwanichi that we'll talk about in a moment out of Bar Calden. But Piracy continues on in winning ways, has now registered the required number of starts, cements its place in the final. And you mentioned he's well class. Well, that was the, the cup heat at Cooktown. And uh, this particular galloper for Janelle Ryan, uh, it was impressive. Basically leading all the way for Scott Sheargold and it had come off unplaced Gordon Vale in Innisfail Cup form. It's the third run for the stable. An interesting runner because it's won from 1760 to 2100, this Wow Signal five-year-old. So I'm not sure the final whether it's going to be the right sort of distance. But at this point, he's in the blue category on Cole's list, which suggests, which says uh, currently not eligible for the final. Insufficient country starts. Star in us also on the same boat. But Witterick is eligible, and it was third in the race. And, of course, uh, out of that meeting, Tony, the Stampede Heat winner came in Tycoon Thunder for Ricky Ludwig, uh, the written tycoon that won at Ewan a couple back, defeated Dream I Can and Labrusco. And I know Peter Rose had a big opinion of Tycoon Thunder, won everything in the early part of the campaign. Uh, slightly off form, no, I shouldn't say off form, but unplaced runs in, in higher quality grades. But in this country stampede qualifier, it ran a good 56.07. And it was in the rain, I'm pretty sure I saw on the weekend as well. So those Cooktown results there and Chinchilla results, they add that dimension there uh, because Tycoon Thunder certainly comes in to the uh, the race uh, clearly qualified, Tony. Looking back then to the uh, qualifiers that we had on Melbourne Cup Day, we're going to uh, hear uh, shortly of what happened at Yapoon. Rather salubrious taking out the Yapoon Cup, but Wrecking Ball qualifying in the Stampede at Bundaberg. 450 metres left to run, and crisscross burn to the top, led by a length. Dolce got to second, and Wrecking Ball third, so it's Gardner 1, 2, 3 at the moment. Then came Fab's Cowboys under the bat, deeper out, Walshie's trying to run on, then Best Guess and Magic Trick in the straight, 250 to run. Crisscross in front, Dolce coming at it on the inside quickly, and they get right away then from Wrecking Ball, who's trying to finish off from Fab's Cowboy. Crisscross is digging in, led by a length. Wrecking Ball coming at him, and Wrecking Ball! Wrecking Ball won the qualifier by three quarters. Second over Crisscross, photo third, maybe Dolce in front of Fab's Cowboy. I'll come back to rather salubrious winning the Yapoon Cup. That was Wrecking Ball taking out the qualifier on Melbourne Cup Day at Bundaberg. We've got that many race meetings and that many replays to roll through. <laughs> I've gone to lump those two together. I thought, no, your, your poem was the, the Saturday before. So let's talk about Wrecking Ball winning at Bundaberg. And as Jared said, it was Gardner, one, two, three. Congratulations, Daryl Gardner, trifectoring the country stampede qualifier. Wrecking Ball, a Kelly Gates uh, a winner on the day. Probably not expected to be the winner over that 1,090 Wrecking Ball, but very impressive with the strength of finish at the end. Over Shannon Stephens Mount for Darrell in crisscross. And the favourite for the race um, was uh, Dulcie, Rebecca Wilson. So the girls riding the trifecta for um, Darrell there. And uh, Wrecking Ball, again, adds that new dimension um, for the country stampede because he hasn't been one of the uh, the horses in the, in the mix in the past 12 months. But Wrecking Ball puts himself in a good position uh, going into that. And, of course, on that Melbourne Cup day, Tony, I must note that the St George meeting, uh, sorry, the Charleville meeting, uh, which was uh, abandoned with the this track not quite yet ready for racing. The Country Cups and Country Stampede heats now go to St George this weekend. But as you mentioned, rather salubrious, a great story about our Yapoon Cup winner that we're about to hear. 
Let's listen back to what happened at Yapoon on uh, Saturday on Derby Day. And a bit of a move on here where Jeff Roy is swinging right around the outside of the field. A line of five into the stretch and getting up along the inside rather salubrious. Just held up for a run momentarily. Still in front was on the business being tackled on the outside by Quidney. A Moody Bay's letting down and rather salubrious gets the rails run. Rather salubrious got that charm run through on the rail. It's gone to the lead. Trying very hard on the outside was a Moody Bay but rather salubrious wins for the Moody Bay in the great finish. Birds tight on the outside in a photo there was a Jeff Arwanichi moves up and challenges Arwanichi goes up to uh, to a master, Arwanichi puts a half length on him, now Hamlin goes for Arwanichi and Arwanichi goes and repeats his efforts for the Battle of the Bush he's into the final for the Stampede and goes home over to a master into second We'll get for the photo in... Yeah, rather salubrious for Wendy Peel and Dave Reynolds taking out the Yapoon Cup and qualifying then for the Country Cups. And uh, as you said there with that call at Bar Calden, which probably seems an age ago, Rob, uh, Paul Allen and Raymond Williams with Awanichi in the Country Stampede. Yeah, and both of them represent great stories going into their finals because a rather salubrious, this six-year-old mare by highly recommended, won the Battle of the Bush. Uh, final over the 1200 metres ran third behind Penny Agua last year David Reynolds, Wendy Peel great combination of course they were the combination when it won the Battle of the Bush final and rather salubrious of course is well and truly qualified as it had already with the Battle of the Bush defeated Amadi Bay and Jeffroy in the 1400 I suppose if there's a query with rather salubrious you could maybe suggest 1600 but let's not forget it was third in the final last year and out of Bar Calden the win there by Arwanichi, well, Raymond Williams has got this galloper flying. He was uh, third in the Battle of the Bush final after the win at Bar Calden in the heat for it. Resu- uh, came back to Bar Calden after a win at Emerald and a convincing win at Emerald. And it was a strong win at Bar Calden simply because of the fact it had such a, a big weight uh, for Paul Hamlin carrying 64 kilos. His Zupa won by uh, a seven-year-old now. Arwanichi got up over Tour Master, a, a young horse in great form and uh, didn't give an inch to a master, but Arwanichi ran a sensational time, 56.45, on a slightly soft track with old Zukas in third. So Arwanichi and uh, Rather Salubrious, they cement themselves into the field, and they probably put themselves well up in the market because of their previous records. And, of course, the other winner that we had come out of the weekend in terms of the, uh, the Stampede Heats was El Shaday for Andrew Cameron and Carl Spry at uh, Home Hill on the Saturday over which Lillian hit snooze. And as I said at the beginning, Tony, El Shaday, uh, I was looking at, uh, I think it was uh, the Andrew Cameron Facebook or media site, indicating that it wasn't going to Brisbane, but it's not qualified in terms of number of the heats at this point, nor has which Lily, but hit snooze has. So it's going to be very interesting which horses end up. That's still to play out with more heats to come, Tony, in future weeks. Yeah, this uh, weekend the Country Stampede Heats going to Ingham for the Herbert River Jockey Club and uh, added, as you said, to St George's program on Saturday. Uh, the final heats will be at Clermont and Roma the following Saturday. And for the Country Cups Challenge qualifiers, uh, Mount Perry Cup and the St George Cup are now Country Cups heats. And then the Roma Cup on Saturday week is going to be the last of the Country Cups Challenge heats there. And, of course, it's all counting down to the final coming up early December in Brisbane. And just very quickly, uh, to wrap up this uh, part of the, the show, the horses in the Stampede that are fully qualified and have won a heat are Hard Stride, Wicked Wiki, Piracy, New Alliance, Arwanichi, uh, Wrecking Ball, Piracy has won two heats, of course, so Viceman is the probable place-getter going, and Tycoon Thunder with Wall Street Tycoon, El Shaday, not in a position at this point with uh, qualified number of country starts. 
And in the Country Cups, Bernie's Tiger is a dual winner, as is Van Winkle, Coach, Grand Symphony, Jockberg, Necessitas, Sugar Buzz, Doom, Rather Salubrious, uh, and Best Hoffer and He's Well Class, two winners that still haven't got the required number of starts. So you tend to forget the ones that have won in the earlier part of the uh, the season, uh, and their programs have all been aimed for this final on George Moore Stakes Day. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. Very nice wrap-up there of everything that's been going on with the Country Cups Challenge and Country Stampede Heats. Rob, but we've still got plenty of other highlights out of these uh, 22 meetings to have a look at going back uh, to last Saturday, the Saturday before, and somewhere wedged in between was Melbourne Cup Day. And forgive me, uh, listeners, if I do miss some races. We have so many to cover. I've just highlighted. I'm going to highlight some uh, features that came out of those three days going back to Derby Day at Bar Calden. Really great to see Gemma Steele and Tess Townsend returning to the Central West. We've all known Gemma's story with the uh, the weight battles and getting back in the saddle and leading into that meeting. I think she indicated she'd had six rides, at a, her last six rides, five wins and a long neck second. Well, she kicked off a winner with Ocean. A winner there for owners Roxy and Kelvin Weston and trained by Brendan Richards. And Tessa uh, had the winner on the day as well uh, with maximum hustle for Wayne Baker. So great to see those ladies uh, back in the uh, area there. And, of course, Arwanichi was a star of the show. A Warhead winner there on the day, Purple Trumpet for Rod Little and Brooke Richardson. Kept Brooke Richardson's name right up in the uh, Premiership uh, titles. And interestingly, at Dolby on the same day, I had a winner with a, a Warhead with Craigley Icon, sharing that with Stan Johnson. Uh, two Warheads winning within the space of a couple of minutes. And talking about Dolby, we've talked about Kate Patch and that piracy story. Great to see her in the, uh, the winner's circle there. Of course, Gary Gearin coming through the meeting there as well with a, uh, a double on the day, Rex Slipper, Nicholas Hahn. Now a um, training combination. Matilda Jean was Gary's first winner. And for Matt Crop, Stella Way coming out of that particular meeting at uh, Dolby. At Yapoon, Cody Collis had a double with Better Than Bams and Lady Snitch, uh, which also raced at Murrumbara on the weekend, I noticed. And Talia Fenlon uh, continues in winning ways with Ever a Lady, a winner at Yapoon there. Congratulations, Jenna Edwards, at the Home Hill meeting. First winner at her seventh ride uh, on three phase for Georgie Holt and uh, a further two placings on the day for um, Jenna. So great to see another new young apprentice uh, in the winner's circle and doing it quite early in the career. So that wraps up. And as I said, Tony, I've skipped over quite a few of these uh, races to make sure that we can focus on other races that came up on Tuesday on Melbourne Cup Day. And of course, Cumbia was one of the main ones on the day. This is important, the Cumbia meeting, because this is their big meeting of the year. And uh, they had a great program there, a five event program. And uh, some good wins coming out of there. Coins Road, I have to mention, for Matty Crop and Chris Mee and the Irish jockey. Spirit of Boom, four-year-old. Three wins and a third at its last four, going extremely well. Defeated Bonville and Oakville Comanche. This one had been in the Central West after winning at Longreach and uh, Blackhall as well. Also wins there on the day. Exceptional Bell for Scott Hilton and Corinne Miles, another young apprentice, down down to a three-kilo claim on a Bella Spree five-year-old, took out the Class B. Romance Factor, Jim Hanna and uh, Lily Barr back in the winner's circle. Lily, four-year-old gelding by the Factor, took out the maiden plate. And uh, the other winner there was East Esplanade, uh, taking out the Burn It to the Beach. And I know you've all over the Burn It to the Beach series. Uh, the East Esplanade from Bradley Puckeridge and Lily Barr, a part of a double for Lily. 
defeating Kakatia and Enchanted Rain. And Destiny's own, Brenton Andrew and Billy Rose uh, Andrew, that combination, of course, uh, getting wins of late. And this seven-year-old by Seaboy took the feature race. <laughs> Uh, the Huston Motors Cumbia Cup open handicap over the 1,400 metres, defeating an informed palate and Star Zander into third. But uh, the Cup win there at Cumbia and also the Burn It to the Beach win, uh, the features on the day, Tony. The Burn It to the Beach series is three legs in. We've been to Eidsvold, Gainder and Cumbia. There's still uh, some eight legs to come with race meetings coming up this weekend at Mount Perry then into December at the Nango and Esk. A break then before it returns in March at Gympie and Monto, Wandai in April, and then Burrentown and Bundaberg next May. So three legs in, Rob, and after those three legs, uh, Kakativa is leading the uh, the horse point series at the moment with 15 points, and that's off the back of uh, uh, a win and a second. Uh, no, it wasn't a win and a second, I'm sorry. Uh, I think it was a, uh, a second and a third out of the uh, the Gainder and the Cumbia meeting. And then the other uh, four winners so f- uh, far, well, there's three winners and then one that's picked up plenty of uh, points on placings. Modern Family, Our Last Penny, East Esplanade and Shining Blue have ten points apiece. This is the tricky part, trying to keep up with the eight for a second <laughs> and seven for a third and so forth and so on. After the three legs of the Jockeys Points Series, Damien Boutet on 15 points leads Hannah Richardson and Shannon Stephan 12 apiece. And Bob Murray's way out in front on the Trainers Points Series so far, 21 points ahead of Kim Afford's 16 and Kristen Rune on 15. But as I said, we're only three legs in and eight legs to come and lots of points to be counting up there in the Burn at the Beach Point series all the way through to May next year. And the other meetings that occurred on Melbourne Cup Day, of course, I'm not going through the provincial club meetings that also held meetings, but the country clubs, Bundaberg, of course, we featured Daryl Gardner. That was a highlight of the trifecta in the stampede. But Kelly Gates also scoring a double, firstly with Mark Patterson, uh, Aratula, and this one was the uh, winner for Mark and a, a good family story there for this particular snippets and gelding, and now repeating the dose, defeating, celebrating, and Mr. Fuji. Kelly also had the win, as we mentioned, with Wrecking Ball. Good to see uh, Damien Boutet, the uh, French jockey, riding a winner for Bob Murray and Ducati, and the other winners on the day, Robbie Farr with Unsugared, and also uh, Kim Afford and Hannah Richardson with uh, Mr. Maraja. Gladstone featured Cheryl Rogers having a double, um, a riding double, and trained one of the winners. The riding double firstly came with Kravitz for Pat Brennan, and then Cheryl trained and rode a vision in the Class 1 handicap. Young Cody Collis continues to shine in the saddle, a double on the, uh, or a winner on the day for Les Kiernan with Clusterfest. And as well, Matty Gray uh, travelled around uh, over the Tuesday-Saturday bracket, and uh, he had a win bag of twisties over best dressed always do do like a twisty so it would have been a good omen name bag of twisties best dressed and zimboomba took the maiden and froze for billy johnson and dakota graham who uh will feature in the mirambar meeting they started the uh the ball rolling on melbourne cup day at gladstone with the win of froze at longreach uh raymond fraser his team's going extremely well augathala based raymond and he bought up the uh, the couple of runners for the day and king coney has won its last three mitchell roma and longreach a five-year-old by nakoni johnny right in the saddle and john rode both winners uh king coney too strong for oliphants and el jaroba vinegar vinaigrette vinaigrette out of the stallion salade so we're talking vinegar and salad um Won its last three now, Mitchell, Roman, and Longreach. As I said, Raymond has this team flying. He managed to dodge an interview on the day, as he often does. Uh, I'm going to have to try and uh, snare him at a future meeting. 
divine red and heroism into second and third there. Brooke Richardson continues to boot the winners home. She had the win with David Rebel's Strawberry Blonde and Anna Bacos and Shane Iverson. Oh, here's one I've got to mention. Shane Iverson produced a maiden that won by 11 lengths in one of, uh, in uh, 55.95. Uh, mind you, it didn't have to beat much, but the manner in which this press statement did it, it was a strong win. And, of course, Brooke Richardson had a double with ace play, a winner of the Open there for Toddy Austin. And when we talked Mount Isa, Tony, we had the meeting there on Tuesday, and then they backed up again on the Saturday because uh, they were able to, to look after the Winton meeting due to the rain um, in Winton. It couldn't be scheduled, and Mount Isa stepped up to the mark yet again, as they have done all year. And uh, what a look! When we talk about Mount Isa, we know the Ballard family, the ultimate recognition going into the uh, Queensland uh, Hall of Fame as a family. Well, it shone through over these two days. Just have a listen to this on the Tuesday. Keith and Denise scored a double. Uh, Keith, uh, firstly with Tanya, uh, Tanya Parry, I'm referring to. Craigley Altona took the cutest money. Then Keith had a win for wife Denise with Dukes County, who's been quite a consistent horse and a promising horse at that. Denise had another winner on the day, uh, when I find it, with Dan, with Latin Days, the first up since July, first run for the stable. Uh, that took the maiden plate. But, of course, Tanya Parry uh, had a uh, double on the day. We mentioned Craigley Altona. Uh, she also had a win with Cash Bundle and trifected that particular Class 3 plate. Uh, Cash Bundle, Elisabris, uh, uh, and Myola Millie. And uh, it was left to Jason Bar- uh, Babarovich and Robert Burrow to score a winner on the day with All About Me. And also Sean Roy's with Zunate and Rick McMahon. So that got the ball rolling. And when you got to Saturday at Mount Isa, well, the ballet, Ballard family cleaned up. Denise, four winners. Dan, four winners. And Keith, one winner for Tanya Parry, just going through them. Shiv Carney, Denise and Dan combined the benchmark 60. Two wins and a third from its last three. Very good fo- horse in form. And then Keith combined with Tanya Parry with Flash Ombre, defeating Denise and Dan, Christmas Creek, uh, into second. Came back to the third race, and Denise and Dan got up with Scarpa, uh, two wins and a third from its last three, and this was in the benchmark 50, uh, defeating Tanya Parry's horse, Rockethead. Den- uh, Dan and Denise continued with a consecutive race-to-race double. In fact, they went three in a row when Spotted Wonder, which had started at Barky the previous Saturday on Derby Day, on its way through to Mount Isa, defeated El Ranchos and Sunny Excels. And then to wrap it up, to make uh, good use of the day in race five, Dan and Denise with positive tension. Another one having its first run for the stable, a written tycoon getting up over Sean Royce's Blacks and Watt Swong into third. And then Jason Babarovich and Stephen Royce uh, made sure it wasn't a clean sweep for the day because Full of Fire took out the benchmark 65, defeating Mr. Tyndall and King Landon. Uh, look, we know the, the Ballard story, Tony, uh, but full credit to them uh, and the results that they had over the Tuesday and Saturday. Absolute... Uh, clean up if you like of those two days and a big uh, thank you and congratulations Mount Isa in being able to conduct those two meetings to ensure that racing continued in the northwest on the uh, Mel- on the Melbourne Cup on Saturday Tony. Yeah it was a wonderful effort by all involved there to make sure that the race meetings and importantly the prize money wasn't lost to the region. Uh, we touched on what happened with the country cups and country stampede qualifiers last Saturday but uh, anything else that we needed to add out of those Saturday programs from the weekend just gone? 
Yeah, three three meetings that we had. Uh, I'm sure I've got the right dates here. Let's hope I have. Saturday the 6th of November. Right up to the Cooktown, the furthest north meeting, I think it was uh, this year. And Athel Ryan scoring a double. Lacey Morrison combining with that double. Athel with uh, Makapenko uh, taking the class two, uh, three wins in its last five. So a lot of these horses in the right sort of form at this time of the year, defeating my sister Sal and Solomon. Race to race double for the combination Athel and Lacey because Red Denaro took the benchmark 60 on the day, a Red Dazzler that won at Atherton at its last start. And, of course, it was a feature meeting for Cooktown and great to see that they had the six races on the program. We've already focused on Heeswell Class and the strong win in the Cooktown Cup. But Jenny Bell and Shane Pawsey combined with Kid Mac having its first run. Oh, listen to this for a maiden win. One win, 15 placings out of 56. I just love the patience that owners and trainers have in getting their horses to get that first win. And good on you, Kid Mac. First win in 56 starts, defeating Artemo and Bowtie Betty. And Ari Zamor for Fred Whelan and Nor Yardi. I don't... Uh, yeah, Nor's been riding in tremendous form as well. And uh, he got up with over first slip and Philly Slater. And uh, that was the basis of that meeting up there, of course, the feature being the uh, the uh, Cooktown Cup and Athel and Lacey scoring that double. Uh, as well, Mirambar, we've mentioned uh, the Mirambar Cup, which was the Country Cup's heat, and that was, of course, the win by Bernie's Tiger. But it was a Billy Johnson day with a treble and Dakota Graham stable jockey with a double. Uh, they didn't kick off the first with a winner when Lady Faye, having its first start for Todd Austin and Matty Gray, another better than ready three-year-old filly, was too strong for the first starter for Billy in Royo and final crime into third. Then they kicked into gear with Hand Dynasty, very promising Raphael's cat three-year-old, won three of four starts, defeated Plucker Khan and Taddy Armour. Uh, and then they continued on in their winning way when Just Sizzling for Dakota and Billy uh, combined to defeat um, uh, Macby and Lady Snitch that had raced at Yapoon and won the previous week. Taken on chance, completed the day for Billy with the um, the treble when uh, it was combined. Jeffrey Felix riding it, defeating Get Out of My Nay, an Indian dancer. So they're doing a great job up there. Of course, Billy and uh, Mel Johnson, uh, r- basically the backbone of the club there up there, and they seem to have a wonderful time. And I saw some great social media posts in terms of the uh, the fashions and uh, young Tom Smith, trainer Tom Smith, congratulations, Tom. I believe he's heading to Brisbane, Tony, with that uh, fashions from afar. He decked out really well and took home the, the men's on the day. Uh, everything happens on country racetracks. <laughs> Chinchilla. Michael Hannings. Uh, good to see Michael with a double. Um, he's got one horse I've followed quite religiously, actually, Ab Roy. He's had some big wins with this horse at good odds. And good to see Ab Roy, the eight-year-old mare by Zariz, getting up in the benchmark 60. Final event on the day, defeating Montmont and Kipchoge. And it stood up. It's an eight-year-old man now by Zariz. Had 83 starts, seven wins and 20 minor placings. It's competed well in the city class and uh, got back to Chinchilla on the weekend and scored the win. And it was a race-to-race double because in the race prior, he combined with Zach Spree with Try to Be Good, a Squamosa five-year-old. Uh, got up in the uh, cutest maiden plate. Unfortunately, it's not cutest, so the money didn't go off. Bond Girl and second, and Mum's My Angel. Piracy, of course, the story of the day with the country stampede qualifier. It's going to be hard to beat in that final. And congratulations, talking about maiden winners getting a, uh, a win. Charlie Henry has had great faith in Take Me Out Back. And I heard Brett Moody uh, congratulate him during the call here. Uh, Hannah Phillips combining this Outback Prince first win in 29, 10 minor placings. And obviously it's had plenty of ability and Charlie's got the best out of it, defeating Sir Slew and from the gong. And the other winner on the day was Kenford. 
for Lindsay Anderson and Chris Meehan, the Irish jockey who's going so well and he's willing to travel, folks. So get older, Chris, if you want a, a jockey uh, for a race meeting. Master of Design, a six-year-old gelding. Kenford defeated. Love you, Blue and Solarch. But plenty of those stories through the uh, weekend, and I'm sure you've got a couple out of the provincial meetings, Tony. Yeah, as you said, Rob, we weren't going to uh, touch too much on the, uh, the tab clubs that actually had non-tab meetings, especially like Cup Day. But just of note, Emma McPherson with a double at Toowoomba on Melbourne Cup Day. Watson de Villa, a double at Townsville. And uh, Alicia Donald and Talia Fenlon with doubles at the Mackay Program. What a highlight also, going back the Saturday that coincided with Derby Day, Jasmine Cornish rode a double, and that was for Dad Greg. But that was off the back of riding a double at the TAB program at Kilcoy the day before. And the other meeting they wanted to highlight was uh, Rockhampton last Friday. Uh, rather than racing on Cup Day in uh, conjunction with Gladstone, they actually held their big TAB program last Friday. That was highlighted by the two divisions of the Breeders' Plate. Now, the two-year-old fillies went to Princess Marion uh, for Hannah and Glenn Richardson. This is a uh, better-than-ready filly. And, uh, yeah, trialled at Toowoomba, trained at Nanango, all the way to Rocky for its first race win and picks up a uh, very nice prize check, uh, prize check there. And the Colson Geldings division taken out by Tom Button uh, with uh, Chris Whiteley in the saddle on Coco Express. Uh, Coco Brew Express, I should say, which is uh, the name of a, a local business there. And the plenty of the people involved in the business are also involved in the horse. So well done to all concerned with uh, Princess Marion and Coco Brew Express. Coco Brew Express, Tony, had also raced at Eagle Farm on, uh, I think it was the Derby Day, and it ran, I think, third. It did. And great to see in the social Wolfie. media all the, all the expressions of, or the uh, references to the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, its third, one of its third starts. So you're right. Yeah, it ran third to Mashani Warfare on Derby Day. It started, had its first start when it ran last behind Palazzo's Spirit at Eagle Farm back on that the 9th of they October. Improve. Yeah, um, and yeah, three starts on, takes out the... Uh, Division there of the uh, the Breeders' Plate of the Rockhampton program on the weekend. Just before we wrap it up, Rob, this week uh, the TAP meetings. Well, today it's Townsville, uh, Thursday Mackay, Gatton for the Apprentices' Cup card on Friday, Emerald have a TAP meeting on Saturday, and then Country Stampede qualifiers this weekend at Blackall, Ingham and St George. Country Cups qualifiers at Mount Perry and St George. It's also Julia Creek Cup Day on Saturday, and not forgetting Cairns race with the TAP program on Sunday. And Blackall and Emerald, we're all looking anxiously at the skies because there is predicted big rain this week. So we'll be uh, monitoring that very uh, carefully, of course, with these uh, country cups and stampede qualifiers races happening. Just get me stories. Email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au and uh, we'll be back next week to uh, focus in on these meetings that occur. We won't knock back the rain, Tony, but it may work around the race meetings, hopefully. Um, and it'll be great racing again as we count down. And, and folks, if you've got any queries um, in regard to the Country Cups and Stampede, I'm sure Cole Truscott will be happy to help you if you just give him a call, any explanations needed. Uh, Tony and I are relying very heavily on Cole sending out the updated tables. And if I learn to print them both out, Tony, to make it easier when I'm trying to read off the phone and do bush beat as well. But <laughs> we got through this morning and uh, we've completed the uh, the coverage over three days. Great to be able to bring you uh, those races and details out of country racing. Look forward to it next week. Good on you, Rob. Have a great week. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. And, folks, that's Bush Speed for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up the country news. We'll catch you next Tuesday on the show.